Welcome to the Enlightening Motherhood Community. Here you will find a non-judgmental community offering support to mothers raising children with extra challenges. This community was created for you to empower moms who love their children deeply, but are also overburdened, overwhelmed, or just plain stressed out. We are the place for moms who sometimes find themselves feeling at the end of their rope and are looking for hope and light. Join us as we help you enlighten motherhood. Hey everyone, this is Emily, and I am really looking forward to this podcast today. I have with us Allie. She's the creator of Silently Surviving Souls. Um, I found her Instagram and her blog group when she was featured by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on their Instagram account. And I have loved the messages that she shared ever since I found her. So welcome tonight, Allie. Hi, Emily. Thank you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So currently I'm living in Lubbock, Texas, while my husband goes to medical school. He's just about done with his third year of medical school and we have three daughters and I enjoy anything physical related, pretty much exercise in any shape or form. Um, I am a group fitness instructor. Soccer is my favorite sport. So I play indoor soccer still, even though I'm getting probably too old for it, but I enjoy it still. Um, and I enjoy doing photography and baking cakes. And um, my blog has been a big, a little side hobby of mine as well. And um, I just like lots of little things. Like I feel like I dabble in a lot of little things because I just can't figure out one big thing that I really enjoy. So I do lots of little things. That is awesome. So can you tell for, I I mentioned your Silently Surviving Souls account and Mm -hmm. you have a blog associated with that. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah, so I am pretty sure I started it in 2018, but I don't even remember now. It's been a few years. It was pre-pandemic. That's all I know. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was. Uh And uh, so the reason that I started it was initially I started sharing stories about mental health and I was featuring um, stories specifically just about like mental health, about anxiety, depression, OCD, uh, you name it, any type of mental health disorder. I was sharing about that. And then I kind of started feeling like I needed to do more and branch out a little bit. So I started a second kind of series, I guess, if you will, called When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. And I started sharing stories about like divorce and infertility and like the loss of a loved one, anything that can fall under that umbrella, which I feel like we all have a story that can fit under Mm -hmm. When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. So I had just, yeah, been sharing those stories and then just kind of um, my thoughts here and there, like it's struggles would come up I would share more specifically into those uh because I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression like 10 years now actually ago now actually um on my mission I was serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and I got diagnosed about five to six months into my mission and then I tried sticking it out for as long as I could and then five months later so a total of 11 months I that's when I ended up coming home because I just couldn't get feeling better while I was out I tried several different medications and just couldn't find the right one and 
it was really hard to see a counselor. I only got to meet with one once a month. And so I just wasn't getting better and getting it resolved and under control. And so I ultimately came home. And so I've been dealing with that and I just noticed that people didn't really talk about it that much. I feel like it's definitely come a long way since then. And I see a lot more people sharing their stories, even outside of mental illness, but um, I wanted people to share more about it because I found when I shared about what I was going through that I had people reach out to me and say like, oh my goodness, I, I have felt this way and I didn't know that anybody else really did. Or even if they didn't feel like the exact same way, it was kind of like we had the similarity of the struggle that we went through. And so I just wanted to, get that out more and share that with everybody. And especially, you know, under that when life doesn't go as planned umbrella, if you will, that mm -hmm. there's so many things that can go not as planned in life. And uh, knowing that you're not alone when that stuff happens is huge, I, I feel like. And even if it's not the exact same situation, there are just like little similarities or little things that you can be like, okay, yeah, I'm not completely walking this path by myself or at least someone sort of gets it that's so beautiful and it's been great for me with my struggle not that we want other people to have struggles but right. just knowing like you said it can feel so isolating when you don't know mm -hmm. that somebody else has mental illness or problems with their children or infertility or you know like you said so many different things it just feels just so alone sometimes yeah well, and it's not like you go around like telling people about that kind of stuff usually. And I do feel like we're kind of superficial when we, you know, ask people like, how are you doing? That would just do the quick answer. And so sometimes I try to follow up with people. If I know there's something going on, I say, okay, but how are you really? Like, because I want to know. I don't want the superficial answers because, I, yeah, it's just like a, a courtesy almost. And it's like, I don't want to just be courteous. I really want to know how you're doing. And I wish people would be more honest in their responses and not just kind of like sweep things under the rug but i know not everybody has time for that when like you're in passing and such but and i just i do i wish people would be more vocal about some of the things that they're going through one so that yeah other people can know that hey they're struggling with this and two so that we can learn how to have empathy or learn how to like help them in those situations and such that is great um sometimes I think that the challenges that we might be facing in our lives, like we're saying, they feel so intense and so personal that we think that nobody else could possibly understand. And I know um, there's been times when I've even been there or loved ones have been there and I, and I might try to under, like I'm trying and they say, no, you just don't understand. And they, they kind of want to push me away and they don't even want me to mm -hmm. attempt empathy um and i know it's it's just this really hard place of pain that they're coming from but what would you mm -hmm. say to someone who feels like that they're so utterly alone and no one could possibly understand i think first of all i would try to validate them like to say yes that's probably true and i don't pretend to understand exactly what you're going through but at the same time i do feel like if you're not going to yeah share with me or be open with me then how am i supposed to understand and um i have noticed in sharing other people's stories that even though i haven't necessarily gone through infertility or lost someone very close to me like buried a child or gone through a divorce or any of that i feel like there still are little bits and pieces of those stories 
that I can relate to that it's like, oh, I have felt that I have not, you know, walked that path per se or been in, in your shoes, but there are parts of your story that are relatable to me and I do understand a little bit, not perfectly, not entirely, but a little bit. And, you know, I just uh, sharing or showing that you have that goal to ultimately understand and realize that, yeah, it's not going to be 100%, but there are little things that, that can, can connect you, especially if that person will open up, then I think that's when it turns into uh, something beautiful. Yes. And that's actually one thing I like about your blog too. I might not understand exactly what someone going through a divorce is experiencing, but I understand a whole lot more when they share their experience. And mm -hmm, exactly. again, it's kind of awkward. Like we don't want to go around at the grocery store, like, Hey, did you know I'm going through a divorce? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a little awkward. So there's certain times and your, um, your blog has just been a really good example for an appropriate time to be able to spread that awareness. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And so I believe that while not the only tools we should be utilizing, our thoughts and our words can be powerful in helping us face our challenges. I talk about this a lot that like when I'm coaching a client, one of the first things that we will work on is mindset. And we'll talk about the specific thoughts that they're having. Um, are there any thoughts or sentences like specific words that help you or have helped you through some of your darker times and any that you would offer to someone else to cling to for when they're going through a dark time? So like I mentioned before, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, one of my absolute favorite quotes is that anything can be, or I'm gonna like slaughter it now. <laughs> All that is unfair about life will be made right through the atonement of Jesus Christ. And that is one thing that I think of often, and especially when I'm going through a hard time, that it's like, this is just temporary. And one day everything will be okay. One day things will be made right. One day I won't have to deal with this. And so that's something that I cling to. And it, it is hard. I mean, I don't want to make that sound like it's just easy, but uh, it is hard. And another thing that I have done, my dear friend Jessica shared with me when I was especially having a hard time she told me that she pictures like the savior Jesus going through her hard times with her so there are times like if I'm especially struggling with my anxiety or if I'm really sad I just kind of picture the savior sitting next to me and like rubbing my back or like helping me get out of bed or something and just realizing that he is, he's right there with me and that he has experienced this and he knows what it feels like. And I am not alone. Again, it's the, it's the not feeling alone and knowing that there's someone there that cares about me and loves me and will help me get through what I am going through. And just having that visual has been a huge help. And I'm so grateful that she shared that with me because when I sit and do that, it, it does, it takes, it it lessens the pain a little bit. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. So many of our listeners are mothers who are feeling more than spent. Like many of them are kind of at the end of their rope, right? With mm -hmm. all the difficulties that they're up against. Being a mom can be really hard. And yeah. many of our listeners have either like neurodivergence um, that they're dealing with themselves or their children have it or both. Um, how has your mental illness affected you as a mother? 
and what words of hope and tools would you offer to help these moms that are listening that are up against a challenge that might not be identical like we're saying before to yours but similar in the fact that they're a mother <laughs> with a challenge yeah. and they have to live with it mm -hmm. um so it has I definitely haven't always been the mother that I've wanted to be and I would say that part of that is you know there are times when I've had like especially anxious episodes or depressive episodes or whatever you want to call them where I feel like I haven't been as good of a mom as I should be and then you know of course the mom guilt comes in and such but something that I have just tried to do when I have those hard times like one time and specifically one time specifically that I can think of is I had a really um, bad depressive episode the winter of 2018, I believe it was. And I I have never been so depressed in my life. I struggled getting out of bed. I struggled doing just about everything. I called in sick to work all the time because I just couldn't do it. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I didn't eat, like just eating made me like gag or dry heave. It was, it was bad time. Um, but just with my kids and it was just like, I was in bed a lot and cause it was hard for me to just get up and do anything. And so we watched a lot of movies in my bed and I was talking to a friend about it and she, you know, just feeling guilty. And she told me that they're not gonna remember that I was like depressed, especially cause they're little, but they will remember like spending time with me and just like having that, those times of, times of watching movies in mom's bed kind of a thing, you know, or eating breakfast in bed because I, that's what we, we did to survive, honestly, was we ate and watched movies in bed. And so I just give yourself grace, like, and just knowing, I knew that that depressive epi episode was not going to last forever. I knew that somehow, some way that it would end and I would be okay uh it was just like a matter of getting the help that i needed and such and it took time which you know is not something that you want when you're struggling but so just yeah give yourself grace be patient with yourself know that it's not going to last forever which i know that's a horrible phrase sometimes it's like the last thing you want to hear but it is reality and to just know that your kids they don't they don't care like they care that you're there and that you're with them. And even if that means that you're laying on the couch or that you're not as involved as you usually are, as long as they see you and like, I don't snuggle with them, hug them, tell them you love them, do the, you know, the bare minimum and give yourself grace. And just remember that they see you in a completely different way that you, than you see yourself. And remember that, yeah, that those little people like think that you're amazing and they love you no matter what. And, you know, kids are quick to forgive and forget and they're not going to remember you know, those that month of eating breakfast in bed or whatever. They're going to remember like spending time with mom and that mom was there. So, yeah, continue to, to give yourself grace and just remember to see yourself the way that they see you. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I. I can only imagine okay. how hard that was. It you. was. It was very. It was very hard. But like I said, I knew that it wasn't going to last forever, and it. I hope I just never have to go through that again. Yeah. I love those. I love those tools. The ideas of just giving yourself grace and grace and being patient with yourself. I. It just feels like. 
we always think that we need to be perfect and and, mm-hmm. and I love social media but it doesn't exactly help when you're looking at somebody else's perfect on whatever Facebook Instagram TikTok whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're you're surrounded by chaos and imperfection and your house is a wreck and your your kids aren't going out and doing all of the fun lessons that other people's kids are doing and the mom guilt can just take you over if you if you let it yes but it's also important to remember that yes you need a full cup in order to be able to help others that you need to take that time to to replenish your soul and find ways of being happy and doing what makes you happy outside of the outside of the word mom and outside of motherhood I think that's also very important is to to remember like who you are I need to remember like Allie needs this time and Allie I need to remember who Allie is and make sure that she's still there and that mom and motherhood doesn't take over which again like I feel guilty sometimes for that but at the same time that makes me a better mother absolutely I am I'm always one to talk up self-care because you're, it took me years of being a mom to learn that when I take care of Emily, Emily is a better mother and I want my kids to have a better mother. So me taking care of Emily is me taking care of my kids directly. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, thank you for those thoughts. Uh, following you on Instagram and reading your blog, like I've said before, it's been such a wonderful experience for me. I believed Um, One thing it's helped me do has been to increase my empathy towards others. It also makes me even more aware that many people are suffering without my even knowing it. Um, It's been a key piece in my journey to becoming who I am now. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to interview you right now. But um, what advice would you give to someone who might not have mental illness or neurodiversity or feel like they're facing any major challenges at this point in their life, what would you want for them to know and understand? One of the biggest things that I tell people is that I don't expect you to understand what I'm going through, but I do expect you to accept what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to get it. You don't have to yeah, it's not something I expect you to understand, but it's, it's there and it's happening and it's real for me. So I do need you to accept it. And that has been just like a huge phrase and saying that I just adopted for myself and just try to share with people that it's like, this is my reality. I'm sorry that you don't necessarily understand it, but I, I would appreciate it if you would try to, and to realize that, yeah, this is something that's going on and I need you to be okay with that. That's great. That's especially great when we're talking about things that can't be seen and quantified as easily, mm-hmm. like yes. depression or ADHD or even sometimes autism. Those kinds of things are so mm-hmm. hard. You can't like set up a heart monitor and go, oh, yeah, okay, you've got depression and it's this kind of tick. Like, Right, right. Yeah, it's it's not the something that you can physically see. So, yes. That's great. Okay, so on a similar note, sometimes very well-meaning loved ones that don't understand exactly what we're going through, they might be trying to help us. And in trying to help us, they say the wrong thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But they meant no malice, like they were trying to help us. Um, How do you recommend that we respond when that happens? 
Emily, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask that because sometimes, sometimes I want to respond with sarcasm. I'm a very sarcastic person. Sometimes I just <laughs> want to jump straight to the sarcasm, but I, you know, I bite my tongue because that's not going to help anybody. Um, I think it's just important to remember that they're trying as hard as that can be to just remember that they don't fully understand and that they're trying and then if they're willing and open to explain hey like that actually doesn't really help me or you saying that phrase or like you know one that's common with depression is like can you just snap out of it or like with anxiety <laughs> like just relax it's like um oh that drives I me can't. crazy don't you think i would if i could come on i exactly, don't want this <laughs> exactly yes and i feel like those have gotten better but those are just examples you know that it's like i I appreciate you trying to help, but that actually doesn't help. That makes it worse. And I think just taking those moments to educate them and help them realize like, oh, okay, I understand maybe why that doesn't help. And then, you know, that can hopefully benefit you and others in the future. And just trying to take it as a learning moment, teaching moment, mm. instead of instead of what I want to do sometimes, which is be sarcastic. <laughs> but, no, that's so. great. I I think I could handle it better too. I tend to just become a little bit passive and mm -hmm. non-confrontational about it um but I think a teaching moment is perfect and I love how you framed yeah. it like I appreciate that you're trying to help but that's actually making it worse that's just a you're recognizing that you know they're coming from a good place but you're you're not just letting them get away with it <laughs> yes and I think it does depend on the person and I think you can usually tell who will respond better to something like that and who won't because sometimes it's not worth it and it, it's true you know people just get defensive and such but you can usually tell who who will be teachable and who will not yeah that's true i mean i think some of it is how we're our own just an example that i i use this one a lot because the people in it i've lost touch with which is fine it just makes it really anonymous <laughs> but mm -hmm. when my husband and I had been married for almost a year. I had just had my first miscarriage. I didn't know it was going to be one of seven that we would have in our marriage. It was still heartbreaking and just devastating. But um, we had some friends over to our tiny little apartment. Um, we were still in college and I they didn't know I had miscarried. You already know where this is going. <laughs> I think I do. Know, they didn't know I had just miscarried and they, were like, hey, um, they had just had a baby and they were like, come on guys, when are you gonna have one? You, you know, you gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta do this soon. And it's, and I was mm -hmm. just, I, I just kind of smiled and was like, yeah, hopefully we can do it soon. Like, because I knew I didn't have the emotional reserves to yeah. mm -hmm. respond any other way. Yes, and sometimes, especially when those things when the life doesn't go as planned, when they're more fresh, I feel like they are harder to talk about. And sometimes it does take time to open up about those. Like, like you said, you know, if you're in the grocery store and you're in the middle of something, it's not like you're going to spill that out to a stranger, but, um, and it, yeah, it does take time to share those things sometimes. So I don't blame people for not always opening up, especially if it's a little bit more fresh. I know it took me a while to be able to talk about coming home from my mission especially without getting emotional and being okay with it. And sometimes it's still even hard, but um, yeah, I, I think that also is something to take into consideration that 
it also depends on how recent something has happened and who yeah like if, if this couple just had a baby i'm sure that would be hard to watch them with a child when you just experienced a miscarriage and so yes there are lots of things that factor into it mm-hmm. yeah and so i feel like just for anyone listening when they're in that situation they go oh i should have made that a teaching moment like we're not here to we're not here to say no you handled that poorly like no right we're just saying you're human and this is great because wouldn't it be weird if we were all robots yes (laughs) okay um is there anything with your your life doesn't go as planned blog and your silently surviving souls instagram account are there any like big lessons that you've learned that you see through all these different stories coming through i would say one thing big thing like the first thing that came to mind when when you were asking that question Emily is I don't have everything figured out (laughs) like despite the fact that I have you know been living with this for 10 years now you think that I'd know a thing or two and I feel like I do I have learned a lot and and kind of know like my triggers or things or what can help and what doesn't but you know life doesn't always go as planned. Like, I feel like those things go hand in hand. And so things pop up and things happen that you're not ready for. And you feel like you're in a groove and then all of a sudden something happens and life can fall apart very easily. And so even though, you know, people might be seasoned in what they've experienced, there are still triggers or episodes that can occur and so continually being patient with people despite what they're going through um sometimes i feel like people do get sick of me talking about my anxiety and depression but it's like i'm sorry this is yeah something that i live with every day and i just there are different things that i learn about it as different parts of life come at me and as i get older and such there's it's just different so i would say yes that it that I don't have everything figured out and to then take that and apply it with other people that I have learned and try to be a very open and non-judgmental person and I try to ask people questions to understand where they're coming from and I think sometimes people take it as like I don't know passive aggressive (laughs) and I'm really not trying to be like that when I really just want to know like well, why do you think that way? Or why are you feeling that way? Like to try and understand and gain that empathy a little bit more. I feel like this blog has made me a little bit more of a curious person in like how people's minds work and how they think and such too. So I would say those are two things that I don't have everything figured out and that I really enjoy hearing people's stories and like learning where they're coming from and their experiences. Hmm. That's, that's wonderful. Um, what final thoughts do you feel listeners would benefit from hearing from you? Oh, that's a good, a good question. A loaded question. <laughs> it's so open. <laughs> um, I would say to just remember that, yeah, you're not alone in what you're going through. And that everybody has a different kind of heart and to remember that that my heart 
is not going to look the same as someone else's heart and what be, might be hard for me isn't going to necessarily be hard for someone else but you can't judge that because there's not a scale for that or a way of doing so so yes be be kind to yourself be patient to yourself be kind to others we never know what they're going through i know we hear that phrase all the time but it's so true and that hard is hard no matter what kind of hard it is hmm. that's great I, I feel like i need to go back through this episode and re-listen and take some notes um you're, you're giving so much wisdom everybody has a Thank different you. kind of hard that's mm -hmm. that's so true and what a clear way to put that um I feel like sometimes um maybe even subconsciously we try to like one-up our difficulties with other my my husband yes. and I, I I'm guilty of this with my husband I'm like I think we all are <laughs> well you got up at 5 30 but I was up twice during the night with the baby so I got less sleep and it doesn't really matter we both got like six hours of sleep it doesn't you know it's not enough either mm -hmm. way but sometimes we feel like we're one-upping our our difficulties with each other um yes and i think just remembering like okay i didn't get enough sleep last night and you didn't get enough sleep last night and it doesn't really matter who got less yeah you're both tired right yeah and that's a really simple example for things that are much more serious like hmm is it harder to have adhd or harder to have depression hmm. like it doesn't really matter because right. they're both hard <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Awesome. And it's, it is. It's hard to remember that sometimes, but it's true. And I remember you saying once, like, so we all have these hard things that we're up against, and it's not as much like a competition for whose life is the hardest, but okay, you have these unexpected difficulties. And for a lot of the moms listening to this podcast, it's children with really challenging behavior um, mm -hmm. or just a life situation that we all expect motherhood to be one way and it usually ends up being another way and um, just okay so you have these hard difficulties now now what what are you going to choose to do with them because we can't yes. we're not going to take away your child <laughs> we're not going to take their challenging behavior we can do things to influence it but it might always be there and so now what Yes. And like we talked about, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do something right away or while you're going through that especially hard time. But yeah, when it's all said and done and you can kind of lurk, look back and reflect on it, like what are you going to do with that hard time? Are you like for me personally, I do. I believe in sharing it because I think it helps other people, obviously. I mean, that's what we've talked about and that's kind of what my blog is all about. So I think that's kind of yeah food for thought that it's like yes everybody is going to have those when life doesn't go as planned moments and what are you going to do with yours thank you before we close mm -hmm. people that are listening to you and they feel like okay this is i need to follow her and i need more information where where can they find you so my instagram account is at silently surviving souls and then my blog is just www.silentlysurvivingsouls.com Awesome. I will link those in the show notes if anyone wants to follow you and see more of what you have to say. Perfect. Thank you, Emily. Thank you so much for your time. And I know as busy as you are to carve that time out. Thank you very much, Mally. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. I've enjoyed this. Right. Bye.
I hope that you enjoyed listening to that interview with Allie Hayward as much as I enjoyed participating in it. I love how real she is and how she reminds us that we are not alone and don't need to feel hopeless when up against something hard. Can you think of a friend that would benefit from hearing this? Why not send them a text with a link to the episode to maybe brighten their day also? And don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. There are so many more good things to come.